Have you seen all the people talking about, um, like, we have to help our Asian comrades out? Like, every, we need to stop this Asian violence? I uh, know. I've heard about a lot of stuff like that, though. It's been that way since last year, since all the COVID stuff. Yeah, but, like, I, maybe it's because of what I do every day, but I don't, I don't see it. I don't see, like, hatred towards Asians. But no, again, but in, 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 in areas, yeah, you're definitely going to see it for sure. Yeah, maybe in New York it's a lot different. Well, New York's just fucked right now, so from yeah. what I understand, it's extremely violent there right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like Why? I just because of the whole police force stuff and oh, defund yeah. policing and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, because uh, there's, so- there's a, lot, a lot of the places that... Uh, that we're doing that and stuff are now putting more more money towards the police because uh, it all backfired on them. Like uh, most people called when it was they were talking about it in the first place. Oh, like Eugene has cahoots and stuff like that. But then they were trying to. I remember seeing cahoots getting interviewed by a major city and that they were going to start doing those types of operations. But what they don't realize about cahoots is that it's not. Just like the minimum wage thing that we're talking about, it's not a, a correct all type of situation. There's homeless people here, like who have mental breakdowns in front of convenience stores. Oh yeah, and that, that's what cahoots is for is is for like the nonviolent situations with people who are having mental breakdowns. My next door neighbor, like the first week I moved in here, uh-huh. there was um, there's there's something with like a suicide attempt and or like a gun, and there was cops out front with ARs. And um, the whole neighborhood was filled up with lights and stuff like that. Yeah. And Kahoot showed up and like brought him outside the house. And it was a rectified situation. And everything was great. But at the same time, you can't double down on thinking that if there's a – you don't negotiate with crazy people who are violent with Kahoot's people. It's a spe- it's like a specific task force that you would need to call upon that you yeah. can't – you don't get rid of the police. It works with the police. Yeah. And it's just like, instead of defunding the police, they should be educating the police more. Like, they should be training the police. That's the biggest problem. Double down on training. Well, and and, and just recruitment, right? You know, you've got bad police. Just like in any workforce, you're going to have bad people and good people, right? Yeah. So and you need to do a better job of recruiting the, uh, recruiting the good people and not the bad people. Or education, educating... So to uh, the point of, you know, police should be able to be trained in all kinds of different types of uh, uh, protection and combat and whatnot, not just being able to have a gun and shoot people, you know, it's like they have there's no physical training for a cop. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about like what Yang said about every cop should have a purple belt in jujitsu. Yeah, they should they should be trained in co- in hand hand combat so that they can. uh subdue people without extra violence my thing with what needs to happen is that so um i've I've thought about this kind of a lot lately like when when people are against blue lives matters or or like a cab all cops are bastards like i have a friend's mom who you also know who was a sheriff and like when people say that all cops are bastards i'm like but do you know any of them? Because I know her and she's definitely not. She's an angel. She, she helped so many people's lives and served warrants and did what, and dealt with domestic violence and stuff like that. Cops are supposed to be there to serve the community. And I think that there was, 
that there is something out there that has gone away from serving the community into, well, yeah. you know, policing the community. Yeah. And they're supposed to be there to help you. And I think well, that it's, it's got to do with just, I mean, it starts at the top, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's everything from the top down has been become more of a control factor than it has to serve us. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's, that's their job. Their jobs are, are there to serve, not to, tell us what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. Yeah. And, and so like, <laughs> I did it. I said like, <laughs> damn it. Dog oh. collar. Yeah. That, that's our idea is that if Eddie says, okay, or I say like, we're going to shock each other with tasers. <laughs> I think that if more people were, um, so about serving the community, more people in the community need to become police officers. That way it's just not one group of people being police officers. Like, say, like granted, like everyone views a police officer as a white guy. Anytime I watch like cops or something like that, and I see a black police officer dealing with other black people, it makes me feel more comfortable because I feel like, you know, that guy's from the community yeah, and you know that he's treating the other people with respect. And it always seems like it works out better. I'm not saying that like it, it needs to be race on race policing. I'm, no, no, I'm I saying know you're in the, the community but, type of thing. Yeah, because like the, the the guy gets the guy's smoking a black and mild in front of a convenience store but, on his break. But and, that also comes from what I'm saying is training, right? Yeah, that they're tra- they're trained now more to police people, police people, than they are to serve as a community person, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with our government, right? Yeah. Our government's there to. Uh, to uh, serve us not yeah. not tell us hey you can't do this you can do this that's you know that's not necessarily their job their job is to uh make decisions based off of facts and 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 we're ele- we're electing them yeah right they're, like they're working they're supposed to work for us not the other way around yeah so two things so on on i think it was i don't know which social media it was but they were talking about all the policing on beltline and mm-hmm. all the cops pulling people over in unmarked vehicles and how people yeah. would never pull over for an unmarked vehicle because you don't know who it is. I think that's kind of crazy and bizarre because I don't I don't see those cases of people uh, impersonating cops because cops are out there to bust the people impersonating cops. Yeah. And two, if you've driven down Beltline lately, people are fucking insane oh, yeah, when no. they drive down Beltline. That, yeah. that thing does need just, to be policed. Just, just on my way over here tonight, some guy was uh, coming off of um, on the Beltline from I-5 and – he he was you know coming on on the on ramp and he he sped up almost hit the car in front of him to get around the truck driver truck driver made the truck driver almost slam on his brakes to, because of it yeah and then cut to uh, me off almost to get in the fast lane to be able to go maybe three car lengths ahead of me before there there was traffic yeah. like what was the point in you doing 80 miles an hour and almost causing three accidents yeah. to do to get nowhere like yeah, exactly. it's ridiculous yeah and like i got a i got my chl card in the mail you know what that is yeah yeah so i and then my picture i look like a complete heroin addict <laughs> and, and then when i took the picture too i took my mask off i smiled real big i was feeling good that day well hydrated my skin looked beautiful <laughs> And uh, you look at the picture and it's just like, ugh. and the thing is they tell you when you go and take that class and granted, 
I, I signed up for that class like eight months ago, uh-huh. like when the whole um, thing in Portland was going down and the lockdown started happening and people were starting to get real nervous about, yeah. you know, just where they're living and if people are going to start breaking into people's houses and yeah. shit because no one's got money. And I was all, all about it. And now I, I don't really feel the same way about it. I don't even think I'm, I'm going to carry really. But the, what they teach you in that class is that when you get pulled over and they pull you up via your license plate, uh-huh. CHL is right there. Yeah. It's right there. And so they tell you, they're like, you have to have your information in your visor. Yeah. You don't have to, but they suggest you to. Yeah. If you get pulled over at night, turn your dome light on, keep your hands attended to. Yeah. And when they come up to the car, you, you're just chilling, yeah. waiting for them. Because they're going to, obviously, they're going to respect you because you went through a background check. Yeah, yeah. And no, stuff like no, that no. to get it. But at the same time. But they still have to protect themselves. Yeah. At the same time, my wife, my wife's car is in my name. Uh-huh. So when she gets pulled over, it's going to say <laughs> CHL. And she's like, can we, can we transfer that? And I'm like. Yeah, once we pay off the loan. <laughs> so she has like, I don't know, six to seven months. So if she gets pulled over, the cops are going to be very, very uh, on edge. But, but here's the thing is, is it's all about like how you react, right? Like if you, if, if you act like you're nervous, if you act like you're nervous or act stupidly, right? They're going to respond to that differently than if you're just being y- yourself, right? Yeah. It's all about how you act as much as how they act, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah, that's I mean, but there it's like like anywhere in any job in any situation, there's going to be dickheads and you're going to come across them. But you at that point in time, you have a choice just as well as they do about being a dick, yeah. right? I'm trying if, to think back about a time where like a cop's been a dick to me, but I've 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 run into a few that were I wouldn't say dicks, but they were definitely not in a ple- like very they, pleasant to deal with. They you weren't. Know? They weren't serving the community. They weren't well, there to no, help. No, they you. were. They were. How do you put it? Um, uptight, I guess. Yeah. Every uh, everything's uh, black and white, and yeah, you know, you know, and and not very personable. But you know, like you're gonna run into it anywhere. Like you can fucking walk walk into a fucking convenience store and have to deal with a dickhead that's behind a counter, or you can walk into a convenience store and deal with somebody that's very black and white, or you can deal with somebody that's very pleasant and freaking ask you how your day is. Yeah. You don't know, and it's it's not one sided one way or another, no matter what the job is. Yeah. So. But. They got a hard job right now, though. Oh, yeah, no, I feel horrible for police officers right now. I've known so many of them, you know, I've, I've got family friends that are, that have served and as police officers, as highway patrol officers, I mean, I know so many people that have served as police officers over the years and yes, they have a certain, uh, certain aura to them, um, because probably of what they've had to deal with. Yeah, you think about all the nights where they have to hang out in front of the uh, the, the hotel with the crack addicts running well, the yeah. rooms and stuff like that and having to keep track of cars I mean, and going in and out of houses could, and seeing, like, weird kid stuff happen, yeah. and that would mess with my psyche. And you, oh, yeah. I would become on edge. I don't know if I would be able to handle it. Well, and, they, and uh, when all that defunding of the police stuff was going on, um, there was – I hardly ever watched the news – but there was there was a clip of a news news article that was going on or news uh, thing that was happening, where this guy was so 
so for defunding the police and blah 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 and uh so these uh these police officers uh asked them uh to come do a training session with him and he was like oh okay and so they put him in in some severe situations and after he came oh, back from yeah. that i saw that he, he has his attitude towards it was completely different yeah because you know they you they don't know what's going to happen every time they go pull a car over or show up at a house or whatever the situation is that could be the end for them. Yeah. No, it was a, I remember watching it. It was a de-escalation exercise yeah. in the sense of like using it's the same thing in the CHL class. It's you're verbally saying, you know, Hey, stay back. No, I will shoot if you don't stay back yeah. and then try to proceed to move backwards. It's, it's a, uh, I'm reading Ollie, uh, the warrior kid, Jocko Willing's book right now. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, the kid is messing. It's a second book. He's dealing with a bully and he's controlled his emotions now and the bully's picking on other kids and he wants to use his jujitsu to put this guy in his place. And, uh-huh. and Jocko's like, if you have to fight him, you have to fight him. But in reality, you should be looking for every way possible not to fight exactly. somebody. And, and most officers that I've ever known or dealt with or, you know, they, they're very much that way. They try, they'll try and do everything they can possibly do to avoid a violent outcome. Yeah. But, at the same time, you know, it all, all depends on how, how, what's going to go down. I mean, we know, we know a situation that happened two years ago to a person that we know that he, uh, he, he, he freaking, they told him multiple times, drop the gun and he didn't. Who's that? I'll edit it. Don't worry. Um, oh, hang on. I got to get a clicky. Uh, I was clicking the pen in the last episode and. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. There we go. We'll we'll edit that out. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I forgot about. I forgot. How do you yeah. how do you go back in without doing it? Yes. No. There was a situation with the guy, and um, was that mental illness? Uh, it was drugs. Okay. He, he had a severe drug problem, um, and uh, and he had he had weapons too, which well, was yeah, the problem. No, he the re- reason they had got the call in the first place was it was armed bar- burglary. Oh, he walked it was a, a Pizza Hut or yeah, something. Yeah, Pizza Hut or something, some kind of store. Walked in there, robbed the store. Um, they they went after him. They caught him in a residential area, and they told him the uh, to drop the weapon, and he refused to. And then it's like, at what point do you? And most people, you're standing there, and the guy's got a gun, and you robbed his store. Yeah. And then do you do you call cahoots? Yeah, I mean, you don't. You know, What's the cahoots going to do? They're only going to do so much, and if the guy refuses, you know, and, so there's there <laughs> well, there's supposedly that. I mean, there was a video clip of it, but I I I, and I saw it. it, and I saw bits of it. I never paid much attention to it close enough to re- really. No, but supposedly he was pointing the gun at them. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, what we need is Cahoots armed tactical force. <laughs> and then we have the best of both worlds. These are like ninjas. Hippie ninjas is what we need. And yeah, they're like, I mean, chill out, bro. Chill out. You know, chill out, man. You know, and almost, uh, I, I don't know how. Uh, most of it's probably from one person or a couple people, but almost on a daily basis, I get, I see, uh, 
a, on my newsfeed for Facebook, a cop die. You know, it's not locally or, but I mean, that's on a daily basis, if not multiple times a day. You know, yeah, they 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 they're gonna react a certain way because of what they see and how they deal with it. Who's the officer that died on one twenty six McVeigh? McVeigh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever? Did you hear the whole story about that? No, no. Uh, so they're chasing their car chase. Yeah, I uh, remember it was a car chase. Gets out to Thurston, the intersection with the big light going out of town or whatever. Mm-hmm. There we go. I said whatever. You gotta shock me. Um, and uh, guy just shot him. Yep. He's getting off his bike. Shot him yep. as he got off his bike. Yeah, that's he, right. He died right right in front of his bike, in front yep. of a bunch of people. Yeah. And yeah, is you just you never know. Like I have I have a um, I call him my uncle, but he's not. Uh, he's just a fr- family friend, real, real, very close friend. He was a California Highway Patrol officer for uh, almost fifteen years, fifteen to twenty years. Uh, was stationed in L.A. Oh, in his the beginning. And, what what years? Uh, pr- I would say. Was he there during the eighties? Yes, he was in there during the eighties. Uh, but he 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 probably mid eighties is when he went back to Northern California. Okay, because the the eighties in L.A. is insane. You had, oh yeah, you no, have so like Richard some of the Ramirez things, and stuff yeah, running some, around town. Some of the, some of the things that he. Uh, he t- he would ta- tell us about well tells us about after years later yeah it's pretty crazy and just like even car chases that he was in just cars ins- aren't the same back in the eighties than they are today insanity like where he's going on on ramps and having like watching cars jumping off of on ramps and freaking having to chase him and flipping cars and yeah it's just freaking nuts like in it for. In one year's time, he must have wrecked like four, four or five fucking patrol vehicles in in chases. Whoa, <laughs> uh, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, like and, I see, and, th- and each one of those accidents, I mean, to total a car, think of, I mean, it's like how many have you totaled? How many? How many cars have you totaled? Uh, I've never. I don't think I've ever totaled a car. I've been in most of the accidents I've been in. I've totaled one, definitely. It wasn't my fault, but definitely yeah. totaled it. Yeah, I, I most of the accidents I think I've been in uh, weren't like they were like like bumping into a car because I wasn't paying attention, freaking <laughs> at a light or something like that. Yeah, you just got fender benders. Yeah, but yeah, to do that on the job. Yeah, but I mean, each one of those times, like four or five times, you think about it, those. Those are severe enough accidents. He could have never lived out of those things, you know. Yeah, it doesn't take much to kill yeah. you. So I mean, especially, and that's it, just that's just in a in a year's time. Who says it? It's not about the velocity you're going. It's about the sudden stop of velocity exactly. that kills you. Yeah. yeah, but that's I mean, as a police officer, it, you just never know what's going to happen. It could be your last day, and it could not be. So, dude, have you seen? Have you seen people like on they'll in these fights on Facebook, which I realize that I'm just not a commenter. I, I just post shit now and I don't I post my own stuff, but I won't get into fights with people. Uh, I it depends on what the fights are about well, or what what's being talked about. I may get involved if it's something kind of silly. Yeah. 
Uh, so there was this one. There's this one thing that used to piss me off, and it was during the ACAB thing that was going on, and they were calling anyone that was like Blue Lives Matter, they'd call them bootlickers. Because like you're you're just you know yeah you know, and then it's and so you remember when everyone was calling like Democrats cucks? No, I don't remember that. that I really try to stay away from politics stuff. So the bootlicker thing really got me because I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm a bootlicker then. If that's yeah. if that's what you're going to call me. Yeah. But you know what I'm not? I'm not a cuck. <laughs> but it's the same difference yeah. when you sit there and think about it. It's just those – it's just it, – you can get at people in certain ways. Yeah. And that's two different ways of where you're releasing your – um your masculinity yeah. in a sense of the word by the, them saying but that you like – When people are doing that kind of stuff, it's – they're 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 doing it for the attention and trying to get something. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's uh it comes back to what I was trying to avoid saying earlier that freaking too many people are, are just fucking pussies in the world right now. Yeah, and no one can admit to like their own faults either. Yeah. You'd like the and, and it's just like I was having a conversation with a old old friend of mine um that we've reconnected over the last year or so. Ooh, lady friend? Yeah, but she's married and kids and stuff like that. But you got this. No, <laughs> and it's not like that. It's just we're we're, we're uh, she used to date a friend of mine, and we were pretty close friends then, and then uh, just kind of lost connection. And we we've, we've always been Facebook friends, but recently we just started talking more and more. Uh, but uh, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, but she, you know, we were talking about. Uh, the world and stuff and uh, how people are, you know, it's like if you're, if you, you have an opinion about something and, uh, and somebody else has a different opinion, then that person is either racist or a piece of shit or whatever. You can't, you, there's no common ground anymore. Right. No. I, and, and I, I, uh, I think our, our government loves that. Because it divides, and they want division, yeah. right? And, but I also think the biggest problem with that is media. Media is fueling that a hundred percent. Yeah, that's how they make all their money is to get people divided. Yeah, you know, because you have all the people that want to listen to their own jam, right? So say like a Trump supporter, and they just want to listen to Fox News, and then you have all the Democrats, vice versa, listening to Fox News, be like, listen, what the crazy conspiracy theorists think. So you get you get double the revenue from both sides, and so everyone's listening to everything. Like even me, I was listening to New York Times, and then I would I don't know what I was listening to to get like I'm not a big Shapiro guy. Um, there's a couple other alt they're not alt right, but like right wing people I'd listen to. But at the same time, it's it's hard to get the straight and narrow. Rog yeah. Rogan's pretty good at it, honestly. Oh yeah, no, because he he doesn't try to. I mean, he ma makes his own his opinions about things. But he listens to everything, right? He doesn't – even if he disagrees with something, right? Yeah. He doesn't, like, make – he doesn't uh, say that's wrong. He just says, okay, you yeah. know? Damn it, I did it. <laughs> uh, but it's like – that's my point about talking uh, with my friend is, like, we were sitting there talking about it, and, and she is uh, – she has her opinions about things that I, which I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. But 
we're still friends. That's like, awesome. It doesn't. It doesn't. Isn't it? That, it yeah. It does. It shouldn't matter. Like we have common interests. We 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 respect each other, but we're gonna have different opinions. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, it's like I've got I've got a good friend of mine uh, that posted up something today uh, that I was like, oh my god, like that is what you're saying is ridiculous, right? And he was arguing with people, people debating with people, which is something he I know Dude, for a fact he loves to do. What's the kid that moved to Vegas with the mohawk? Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he loves doing that. Yeah. yeah. And so, but anyways, I you know, I'm like reading the posts and I'm like I'm like you're an idiot. Like <laughs> seriously, like what you're saying makes no sense what you're trying to say and what what your point is doesn't make any sense and but that doesn't change my opinion of that person yeah, like that's what I my, still respect him I still am friends with him that's what my wife says about the podcast she's like you're going to start they're going people are going to start finding more and more about you and then people are going to use that to dislike you or they're you're going to have to be comfortable with everyone knowing all these things about you yeah. and at the same time it's like I want to be as open. I know I'm an open person. Yeah. You know, hopefully everyone else is like that. If you hate me, cool. That, that, yeah, I, I don't mean, like, I'm, should I, can't I make, I'm not going to try and go out of my way to make everybody like me. Yeah. Should like, I really worry about if you like me or not? Like it's better that you know that I, you don't like there, me, the, honestly, because I mean, then you don't waste your time. Yeah. But there's other, but the, that the point of the podcast for, at least for me. And I feel that it was the same way for you is it wasn't to, gain uh gain friends or uh monetize monetize or anything like that it was it was more just something we wanted to do because we admired the people that that do podcasts yeah and and we wanted to tr try it out and freaking you gotta because we like to talk about stuff you gotta create something too like yeah. if, if you're not creating something every week and it, it could be anything it could be like making bread yeah. That's the point of living life is that you should be out there trying to create whatever you want to create. Me, yeah. I had kids when I was 18 and I, my biggest thing in high school was video production and audio engineering. Yeah. And this is my favorite shit to do. Yeah. And, and if, if someone came up to me today and was like, you know, if, if you want to come do this, I would take a, a, a pay reduction just because I like creating this type. And it could, I, I would create anything. I would create ads for the democratic party if they paid me enough yeah. money. So no, this, this is just something I've always wanted to do ever since I got into podcast. So did you see Chris D'Elia came out yesterday? No, I haven't followed any of that stuff. Oh, okay. He's, he's apologizing for being a sex addict. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, everyone does the apology thing. Yeah. Like you remember red hot chili peppers, Anthony Kiedis came out and he's like, I'm a sex addict too. Yeah. It's like almost the same exact yeah. thing. Remember when David Duchovny did that? Yeah. Yeah. I like David Duchovny better though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chris D'Elia creeps me out. There was something about him I always didn't really like. Yeah. And then what's the what's the other guy that um that got uh supposedly um that's friends with him? Brian uh, Brian Regan. Yeah. No, yep. not Brian Regan, but uh he was on the um Fighter and the Kid. Brian Callen. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. Brian Regan is a clean yeah. comedian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, yeah, there's, there's no evidence to anything. And, and, you know, Chris D'Elia probably is a sex addict, you know, he's a really good looking dude and he's got lots of money and he's funny because he makes funny gestures after he puts a punchline in. Yeah. That's the only time I have problems with people. If they're hurting people and that's not right. Yeah. Well, th what they were saying about Chris D'Elia is that he was, 
he was grooming girls that weren't of age. And there's he didn't do anything with them, but because he was texting them and sending pictures or, or you know, talking to them that you know Yeah, you know, that that's a two sided street there. Yeah. I don't poke any shade and it's not he hasn't proven guilty, but when you see the people come back I, out and apologize, yeah. I don't I don't yeah, know. I get I get I get the, the grooming part of it, but at the same time, nowadays girls at that age are freaking doing that on their own too. A yeah. lot. Yeah, that is a two-way street. I guess, you, do you remember when Kevin Spacey went away? Yes. Uh, and then he came back with that creepy video before the, before no, the trial? No, I've never seen the, that. So he's like, uh, oh man, I can't remember the show now. It's such an awesome show. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. House I of Cards. Yeah, it was a great show. He's the character from House of Cards going like, do you, do, I can't do uh, his accent. Yeah, but he's I like, know what you Do you really think that I would do this? And it, it was almost like. You 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 want me to be the bad guy, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. And but like what I didn't like about the Delia thing, and the only thing I bring it up is because he just like Oh, I can't do it. Hang on. Disappeared. Yeah. Allegations showed up, podcast stopped, all social media stopped. Yeah. Whitney Cummings posted something talking about it yeah. that was very orchestrated. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like three four months later he just shows back up with an apology and then he cries on some youtube video and i think that's a lot to do with their their the their publicity people and all all their background people they probably tell them hey you know until until things calm down disappear for a while and blah 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 to let things i mean uh louis ck did the same thing that's where i was gonna go with next is that louis ck you know, and they come come to find out, like, really, was he really doing anything wrong? Yeah, he was being well, a pervert. And what he did wrong is that he was doing it with employees. Yeah, but he would sit he, there and literally tell them what they we, he was going to do, and then they 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 chose to sit there. Devil's advocate, though, but like like when you're looking at the, I don't know if you would say the greatest current comedian. I, I would put him very close to number one, yeah. personally. Even but, right now, I'd put him close to yeah. number one. So this person that you idolize, if you're a comedian and you're yeah. working for this comedian, you like, if, if if my idol said that to me, I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever, dad. And then he'd start doing it. And then I, you're... You would get up and leave. Yeah. Probably, exactly. Probably would. It would be just like if, if, if I walked into the room, sat down next to you, and said, hey, I'm going to pull my dick out and start jacking off. And you went, oh, yeah, right, ever. And then I did it. What would you do? You'd probably get up and fucking leave. Yeah, but there were two dudes, though. There's a flight or flight resistance in but, women. But I understand that. But he wasn't threatening them. No. He wasn't, like, sitting there, put it, it's like. And there's a bunch of other comedians like Sarah Silverman, too, that came out and were like, yeah, he did it in front of me. It was hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, which to me, that kind of proves the point that he wasn't being violent or o- over like, like sitting there and putting it on their fucking shoulder and fucking doing it. Yeah. He was sitting in a room and said, oh, I'm going to fucking sit here and do this, you know? Yeah. And some people like to play the victim, too. I don't know. I mean... I, I I don't have I don't think I, he was right in doing it. Don't get me wrong. Dude, I don't have the mental tenacity to, to figure out who's right or wrong in any yeah. situation. But I'm just saying he's not right in that situation. He's, no. But but at the same time, like he didn't force it upon him. He said, Hey, I'm gonna do this and then did it. 
Yeah. At that point in time, like, and now don't get me wrong. If he was like, if they went to get up and leave and he was like, shuts the door and fucking slams the door or throws him back in the fucking seat or whatever, then he's fucking, that's a whole different story (laughs) than him just sitting in a corner jacking off. He's just sitting there holding his cock. Nobody move. (laughs) You know, because in all theory, I mean, in all, you know, reality, there's something wrong at every, every comedian. And they, yeah, most of them will admit, admit it. Yeah. yeah they, they're all a little messed up in the head. Yeah. So the fact that he does something like that just shows that he is messed up in the head. He probably didn't really think because most of them probably just sat there. I feel like there should be like a no harm, no foul rule. I don't know about that. I mean, no, harm. but I don't, I, I'll, at the same time, no, like no. when he was, when he, when he was out. confronted about it, Hear hold me. on, when he was confronted about it, he admitted it to it. That's what I mean. No harm, no foul. Yeah. That's what but, I'm saying. So you, you come up with this scenario, this, okay, here's, here's sex court with Paul and Eddie. <laughs> so two girls allegate somebody of warning them that he is going to masturbate in front of them. Yeah. They don't believe him. He shows that he's going to do it and yeah. continues to do it. No harm, no foul. Yeah. But, okay, so Louis C.K. is probably not the best-looking guy. He's an older guy. Yeah, that's most that's what's based his – he is a disgusting old man. That's okay. most of his jokes. Now, now, now put somebody like some, – Chris D'Elia, super good-looking. Yeah. You put him in that same situation, and he most of those girls wouldn't fucking probably have ever said anything. Yeah, and he – and. There, that he didn't even do to, that. Yeah, you know that to me is a little two sided on the. No uh, harm, no foul. So, come back in, Crystalia and Louis C.K. Yeah. Fuck it, do a tour together. <laughs> well, and 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 Louis C.K. is yeah definitely hurt, got hurt from it, but not not <laughs> so much anymore. Yeah, well. It took it took time. I think, he, I he think did exactly what he was he should have done. Yeah. Disappeared for a while, he, let yeah, things cool down, and Europe. then freaking come back. And Europe, I guess they just didn't give a fuck as well. Uh, and he, he, he was bef- not, before all the COVID stuff and no more comedy in in the states. He he was he was starting to tour again and perform. And certain clubs didn't want him there, and other clubs didn't care. Yeah, so. fuck him. Yeah. If you don't want them there and people still buy tickets and show up, <laughs> too bad. So, but yeah, no harm, no foul rule. That's yeah. that's what we go with. Yeah. No harm, no foul. They're so, back in, even though I don't like Chris D'Elia. Yeah, I don't care for. I don't care either way about him. He so. he puts people down around him is what I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like my friend is such an idiot, and then he'll just go on about his podcast about it for forty five minutes. I'm like, why am I listening to this jackass? <laughs> and then I looked up, and like he comes from money and stuff like that. His dad's like a famous Hollywood director, and it's just like, Ugh. dude, we got Ollie this new melatonin, and it's oh, yeah. it's straight roofies him, man. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's creepy because he'll like we'll give it to him, and twenty minutes later he'll come out and he'll be like. I'm ready to go to bed. And he's all like, walks. What is it? It's just kids' melatonin. It's so melatonin's naturally produced in your body. Yeah, I know. Right? I know that. And it's just like this certain brand, we got it. And whenever you switch brands, I think it, there's like this nighttime stuff. And it's even called Ollie Melatonin. Huh. But we switched to a different brand. And Sam got the Ollie stuff. And he got this kids' type of shit. And yeah, it puts him on his ass. Like, I read him a book. And he's like, get out of my bed. <laughs> 
I need. <sighs> yeah, I need to find something like that. We should take some of it with you. Melatonin messes me up. I don't like it. I wake up sweating. Like, uh, yeah. have you ever taken? Uh, back in the day, they talked about um. So people, <laughs> people back in the day, they would take nicotine patches and go to sleep with them because there's warnings on the side of it for vivid dreams. That's what melatonin does to me. Because huh. I, I took one of those one time and I had a dream that I was like running through a cemetery and just like being chased by something and I woke up just covered, drenched in sweat, freaked out. Yeah, not, I don't like those kind of dreams. I do not like those feelings, but... Yeah, I've had a dream like that. That was pretty crazy. Where I uh, pictured my mom trying to stab me. That's fucking dark. Yeah, it was, it was, it was when I was living, when we were living on the Star, at Stark Street. Cause I think I told you about it. Because I wo- woke up and I could feel the... Sh- the sharpness of the blade uh, against my fucking chest when I woke up. Huh. That tripped me out big time. That house didn't feel like it was haunted. I, I've lived in some places that felt like they were haunted. Oh, yeah, that definitely. was not one of them. Well, and I lived on L Street. That house felt... Do you remember, did you ever come over there? It was a blue house. Yeah, I didn't like that house at all. That's what I'm saying. It felt like that it was haunted. I love the layout I think I house. only went to that house like two, maybe three times the whole time you ever lived there. Yeah, in the middle of the night, I would get up and go to go to sleep or whatever, and it just felt like something was with you. Yeah, because you used to say something about the boys' room. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. It was older. the The carpet was old, and the the tapestries were old and stuff like that. So it gave you this weird feel. Yeah, I didn't like, like it could have been house. in like a Stephen King movie. Yeah, no, I just never liked that house. Yeah, house was creepy as fuck. And the, so there was a flood in Springfield at one point too. So the, the hallway was uh-huh. slanted because the, the foundation had slanted forward. Uh-huh. And so you could roll a ball and it would be creepy. Like you'd just yeah. be sitting there and then all of a sudden you, would, roll on you would see a reflection of a ball roll by you and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did you see that plane go to that plane? Did you see the engine? Did yeah. You, that was fucking cool. I was going to show that to you, but oh well. No. I, I know about it because uh, my buddy Cameron lives in Denver, and, near near where that I was going, uh, where the pieces fell, and and this shit was just fucking falling out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, this is the people being all sad and shit. I looked for the video today. They had one video of people just complaining, and then then another video of just the engine burning, which blows my mind. Yeah, come now, on, Google. Now, now those are grounded. Oh, all the planes are. Yeah, seven 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 sevens by Boeing have been grounded. See, if I play this right now, maybe we'd get pulled. I wonder if we could get pulled. We should try to get pulled one day. You think if we put up enough stuff? I don't know. It, maybe. Depends. Well, if we we're doing it through YouTube, like if we're we're shooting it, then we'd definitely get pulled. Well, I, I heard something. I was, I, I was working with iMovie because the camera was going to show up, uh-huh. and the new computer is supposed to show up, and um, I'm going to have to figure out how to start being able to broadcast video and yeah. what angle we're going to set up for it. But um, it's it's not even people anymore. There's an algorithm where if it hears copyrighted material, yeah. it pulls it instantly without even anyone yeah. seeing it. It will either mute it or completely pull the video. Yeah. But that's so fucking and cool. Now you, and now YouTube, like, it's like you can get criminal charges for it. Oh, you were talking, yeah, you were talking about that too, about how it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this plane headed to Honolulu too? I have no idea where it was going. I, I, I just know it flew over Denver when it lost the pieces. 
Yeah, so it left the airport, and then I think it was either headed to Honolulu, and which seems really far from Denver. So maybe it was going yeah. to California and then yeah. to Honolulu. Yeah. Because like when when they said Honolulu, that's the first thing I thought is like, have you ever seen the plane that lost the whole canopy because it was just yeah. doing takeoffs from Hawaii yeah. to the other island, yeah. and the, it wasn't designed to handle yeah, the pressure. My my, my my grandfather was was uh, uh, attending that plane attended that plane before it left was he the one that was in charge of inspecting it no 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 he was just he works at he worked for uh, aloha airlines and uh he was like a uh what do they call him oh yeah look at that so he would, he would go in and and uh check on the passengers before they left and talk to the passengers and whatnot and then freaking he would walk up back off so and that 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 particular plane he was he he had been on it not too long before that. So he was like the warm up comedian for the pilots. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he yeah. I don't know exactly his his title, but I just remember when I used to go there and we I would stay at the airport all day and he would he'd go up there onto the flight and then he would be the guy that would close the door from the outside. Well, the door still works in this picture, so he's, oh, yeah, he's no, cleared. The, and I don't even think they lost a single person. On yeah, that. no, you look at the picture right now. There's people sitting in the seat oh, yeah, still, no. and it's like there's a there's an actual movie based off of it. Yeah, I bet it's this right here. Who are these two people? Miracle Landing. So, yeah. And my my grandfather knew that pilot very well. Who's I want to know who the stars are of Miracle Landing? Connie and Wayne Rogers. They were headed for paradise, but they had to go through hell to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there were some serious injuries, but uh, not, I don't think they lost anybody. That's cool. I remember that flight very well. Huh. That's what my, my dad did for United Airlines. Eventually, his last couple of years, he was an inspector for motors and stuff like that. And he was an inspector when things went wrong. Oh, that's cool. So, so he's, he used, yeah. He used to, like, uh, I forget what flight it was. Uh, it was one going from L.A. to Hawaii, and uh, and uh, it's cool. they lost, they lost, uh, they ripped the side, the side came undone, and somebody went through the motor. And he, uh, he, he was, he was there when the, they had to pull the motor apart. They flew him to Hawaii and stuff. He said it was. It was gotta be fucking disgusting because there's yeah. probably little bits and pieces of the dude oh, in every yeah, little no. crevice. Yeah. Um, that's what's cool about if you work with something long enough and you get as good as your dad probably was with planes, <laughs> like with tires. There's um, planes are way more complicated than tires, mind yeah. you. But if you give me a tire it, and it's mostly intact, I can tell you why it failed. Yeah. And, and that, you know, and people can be like, well, I've been driving truck for this long. And I'm like, well, I've been changing tires for 14 years and that's all I do. I yeah. don't, I don't drive the truck. I just look at this one yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I bet, you know, being able to, so was he able to figure out what caused the engine failure? It wasn't an engine failure. The engine only failed because the, the this... person went through the motor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it was, uh, it was, uh, I forget. It was so long ago. It's a 747. I remember that. Huh? 
But yeah, he had to fly. I remember because there's a scene in Fight Club where a dude goes through the motor. Yeah, he he had to fly fly to Hawaii, and he was there for like a long, a pretty long time, like probably almost two weeks. So a section of the plane came apart. Yeah, so so the top section, um, dude was ripped just, just like that, but it wasn't a big hole. Dude was just trying to take a piss, and he got sucked out of the side of it into the yeah, motor. Yeah, and he went through the motor. I don't know if it was just him or multiple people, but. That I can't remember, but I remember my dad going to that. He was an electrician on motors, so and then eventually, like he tested all the motors. So he used to sit in the big, uh, big hangers, and they would test motors, just like you dyno a, a car. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. You want to know who I give it up for Black History Month too? Who? Denzel Washington. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, that guy. He's a stud. Is a fucking amazing actor. Him and Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) That's right. There's a new movie called Little Things with Denzel Washington in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, uh, I didn't see Equalizer 2. Did you see the first Equalizer? Yeah, I've seen all of them. I don't know if he's reading the scripts before he's picking these movies. But these movies that he's putting out, like in the last 10 years, they have this orchestrated circle where it just all comes together in the end that gives you like multiple things like the end of this movie he he brings relief to another character through like a twist and it's just it's just so fucking it's almost like he's fucking writing them for himself maybe yeah he they're those guys are by far my favorite yeah i was sweeping the other day and i was like i'm surgical with this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got that it. That was a fucking great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my kids are learning Black History Month stuff. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of Jackie Owens? Jackie yeah. or JC? Jack. No, I think Jackie. it's I think it's JC Owens. Hold on. I don't want to fuck yeah. this up because that that that's a really good way cuz this dude was fucking badass. Yeah. So my big thing is like, okay, so it was the Buck-eyed Hornet, which kind of sounded racist, but you know, that's the nickname they gave him. Jesse Owens, which when he got there to wherever he was going, they, they thought he said JC. So they changed it to JC Owens. And that's why I was spelling it wrong. But dude, this guy went to Nazi Germany, Berlin, Germany in front of Hitler, mm-hmm. won three gold medals. Mm-hmm. He beat the Nazis before we did. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't let him into the white house. Yeah. That is some fucked up shit. You beat the Nazis. And they don't let you into the White House. He's got four And they'll goals. probably, and eventually that'll all get erased from history because it's racist. Instead of learning from it and keeping it in history. Oh, yeah, that's the part that I'm surprised that they leave in, that, that he wasn't allowed back into the White House. Because it's all, like, all the white like, winners did, but he wasn't. It's like, uh, it's like taking down statues and all that other crap that people keep doing it's like if you keep erasing the bad parts of history or the things you don't like about our history eventually they're just going to disappear and you're never it's just going to repeat itself yeah my kids are listening to or they're (laughs) dude this is what's crazy about kids school now is like do you remember reading animal farm Okay, so Animal Farm is based on, like, these animals take over their owner's farm because the farmer's kind of a drunk. And there's this pig that comes in. He's like, comrades, listen to me now. Oh, my God. 
Listen to me now, comrades. We will take over this farm, and you will get... We won't have to feed the humans anymore. The humans use us as tools, and it's really good in the beginning. It's really good. They take over the farm. They defend the farm against the humans. But then um, the original pig, that there's the pigs become like the, the brain trusts of the farm, right? And it creates this separation that begins where they become the czars of the farm. And so the one pig that's all about like, you know, building a windmill so that way they don't have to, they can have light at night, they'll have power and stuff like that. Well, the other pig just pretty much offs him. And then slowly they had all these rules about equality, about all animals, four legs good, two legs bad. Well, by the end of the book, the pigs are walking on two legs and drinking. And they start erasing the rules or altering the rules because no one was supposed to drink, you know. And so the kids, they're not even reading the books. It's all audio. And the kids aren't even listening to the audio. Yeah, no. Dude, what? The, this is this is the point. <laughs> that, well, we're going. We we so so my generation, right? Yeah. We, we felt things needed to change. I, I I blame my generation for for the beginning of the pussification of our country or the world. I feel like it started off good though. Like well, it, yeah, it, it was it was good intentions, but it was overly done. I think it all started with like, uh, well, as far as I understand it, like in the nineties, like there was all the hatred towards the gays. I I don't you know, and then it came around. It started being like gay positive, and then it just multiplied by so, so much. But that's the thing. It was like, I I had no issues with anybody. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. You know, if somebody was gay, I didn't give a shit. Didn't bother me one bit or another. We had black, I, I had black friends. I had black people around me. They didn't bother me. I had Mexican friends. I had every race you could possibly. It didn't bother me once. That it, the only people that bothered me were people that were fucked up. Right? Yeah. And that was kind of how I was raised. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So, my My family raised me the same way. But, you know. At the same time, like I just wa- I, I see it over and over again, where everybody's just uh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, the the people that hate people is really what you know. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, and I see it getting worse. Anywho, dude, you know when you're cleaning a paintball gun, yes, and you go to fire it after you fill it up with like Dow thirty three or Dow fifty five. I want a candle that smells like that. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a little hard to do. I know. Maybe I should just get a tube of Dow 55 and put a wick in the middle of it and see what happens. I bet it's not good because it's like petroleum lubricant, yeah. right? But at the same time, I could just put some underneath my nose and walk around. <laughs> You're not a real paintballer unless you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see something crazy? Hmm. All right, so I got a text message from one of these customers, and so you know, like the Apple emoticons, like it's a so it's a it's like an it's not it's not an emoticon, it's it's you in animated form. Okay. So he his animated character has a cowboy hat and a mask. Cool. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, they they can't even breathe, dog. How are they gonna spread it? Like, if you're going to live without a mask, you can't even live out without a mask inside your own phone? Oh, my God. Not that I'm anti-mask, but come on. Let your let your emoticons be free. 
He's probably afraid afraid that somebody's gonna yell at him for not for wearing a mask, a mask on his phone. <sighs> My boss is complaining about his life, and he's like. You don't know how hard it is. You should live in my shoes. And I'm like, I'm way too big to live in your shoes, though. <laughs> your shoes are so small. How am I supposed to live inside? I wouldn't be able to put my bed, my refrigerator. <laughs> what if I just walk in them? Oh, my God. <laughs> so we got this, like, really fancy shower head. Mm. It's got all the settings. It's got the removable wand thing, you know, for the added pressure. Sam really wanted it for her birthday. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I bought her the most expensive <laughs> one I could. Anyway. Especially uh, the removable one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> I use it too. It cleans the undercarriage well. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, like, there's this one setting that I really enjoy, and then I realize that it's, like, the men's locker room shower setting. <laughs> You know, like, it just kind of, like, it's not a mist, but it's just going back and forth. Yeah. And there's, like, six of them, and I'm like, man, I really like men's locker rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- this is my last one, and then and then we can take off. Cool. Okay, so you know Predators have dreadlocks? No. In the oh, mo- yeah, yeah, in the movies? They got dreadlocks and yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so does that mean that Predators can have afros, too? You know, in like the end of the Predator movies, when they finally meet back up with the team and stuff inside their ship, think back. Did any of them have afros? How awesome would it be if like the third guy and just got a huge fro? <laughs> oh my god, that's racist. No, it's not. I, you know how I know it's not racist? Todd Martinez had an afro, and he's a white dude. We don't know what nationality Predators are. There you go. Boom. We're not racist another week. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge dropped. (laughs) But then we might have Brandon McGill next week. And the idea behind that is like he outside sales. Like I I almost name dropped him in the last episode. But and and then the first version that I released totally had part of it in there. I was like, oh God. And then I (laughs) then I was I was away from my house and there's other stuff I edited out and I was like, oh I'm like driving down the road like do I just go home like what do I do and then nobody listens to the episode so I don't have to worry about it (laughs) um but yeah uh so I'm in outside sales and then you guys do sales with the paintball field with the paintball tickets and stuff like that and I'm sure there's stuff that you can add in with like what's worked as far as a business but yeah Think, think of sales shit peace out bitches like the perfect woman. woman.